for this week's podcast i went to spotify and i was just randomly searching different artists monthly listens chris brown has 29 million little wayne 20 million rick ross 14 million drake 51 million Nicki minaj 48 million kanye west 31 million kendrick lamar 24 million j cole 20 million post malone 56 million and cardi b has 32 million monthly listeners on spotify do you know how many tiger has 33 million 981 621 monthly listeners on spotify this is the something to say podcast tiger when you sent that list yesterday i was so confounded blew my mind i couldn't believe it how many like wow <laughs> <laughs> like i mean he's had a lot of big records don't get me wrong but like i feel like his biggest records are you know a few years behind us now mm, kind of kind oh, of like they can do this tiger has three top 10 hits on billboard hot 200 right now number seven like Ever in his career. Oh, ever in his career. Three that broke the top 10. Number seven was Rack City in 2011. Okay. Okay. Number eight was Taste in 2018. And number nine was Loyal in 2014 with Chris Brown. So that's four years that separates those three hits. Right. Just those three in itself. And he has 31 songs on Billboard's Hot 200 total. The first one was Coconut Juice in 2008. Which peaked at ninety four. I hate Travis that McCoy. song so much. Yeah. After oh, I listen to it, I understand why you do too. I hated that song. I sent the so music much. video to them yesterday. Wait, what? What was the? What did it peak? What did that song peak? Ninety four. I mean, that's his first single. Two thousand eight. Not bad. He's seventeen. Single. But where were they playing this song? Like that's like that's some juice. That is that's steroids in that stat or something. Like I refuse. Like yeah. where did, where was it playing? The only place I ever, only reason I know about that song is because the video would come on MTV Mm Jams. That's where he was at. He was a teen rapper that was hiding teen clubs, hiding skating rinks, hiding like those spring break spaces. Like spring break Tiger went crazy. I just know it. Was he playing at your parents' skating rink? We played a lot of Tiger, unfortunately. Wow. But you weren't playing Coconut Juice, were you? No, no, no. We was on Rack City in February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, let's make that end of Tiger. But I definitely heard Coconut Juice. It was something DJs would play. I've never heard that song in public ever. I just saw the video. I've never heard Coconut Juice in public, but I'm like surprised that I haven't heard Coconut Juice in public. And that's because of the machine that was running behind him at this time. Because remember, because of his cousin being, was it Travi McCoy of Gym Class Heroes? They had a deal with this imprint called Decadence, which was an imprint of Fuel by Ramen, which was the dudes behind Fall Out Boy, Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz situation. And Patrick Stump. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, because I am, was a, such a total Fall Out Boy fan at this time, I'm like shocked I haven't heard this. So you're asking, John, like where this could have been played. My first guess was more like alt-rock radio rather than like... It did have that. It did kind of have like some sonic elements that maybe were... It was a little weird. Yeah, it was a little yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. So Coconut was his... Coconut Juice was his first song. Yes. That song reminds me of like his first single. Smiles and South Star shit. That's what I think about when I think about Coconut Juice. That's fair. That's fair. Now, it's funny when you mentioned Fall Out Boys because Tiger met Wayne at the VMAs performing with Fall Out Boys. They had the Arms Race remix together. 
This is what, 2008, 2009. That song is, that, that footage is so weird. I just watched it for the first time today. And you're seeing Wayne having like the most amazing time of his life because he just <laughs> discovered guitars and he's so yeah. excited. He's so excited to rap on that beat. He's so excited. Yeah, he's just happy. And then Tiger's like, I'm 17. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. He's just happy to be in the room. Right. And you have to assume that relationship leads to Tiger signing to Young Money. Right. And it's wild that the three highest listeners, monthly listeners on Spotify, out of the list that we just said, are all Young Money artists. Mm. Drake, Nicki, Tiger. Mm-hmm. You know, all picked by Wayne. It's just, it, to me, it's just wild that he picked the big three. Even though Tiger was never considered the part of the big three, I guess he was like the Didn't Chris Tiger Bosch. leave because he was offended that he wasn't, didn't feel like part of the big three? Uh, Tiger's kind of like Draymond Green. Like if, like if they have, if they have, if the Warriors have Steph and Clay and Kevin Durant, I feel like Tiger comes in as like, I'm the rebound guy, I'm the defense, I'm here too though. Like, I'm here too, okay. though, is Tiger's entire career. Right. Oh, no. He is, because it's like, he doesn't stand out all the way. Okay. Right? He was never as animated as Nicki. He was never as great as a rapper as Wayne. He was never as charismatic as Drake. Mm-hmm. But he had this confidence that I don't know where it came from, mm-hmm. that he could hang with the big dogs. And the records show that he continued to hang. He never stopped hanging. Now, was he exceptional? I don't think Tiger was ever exceptional. I don't think he was ever the greatest, but he could always hang. And I think that's the secret to his longevity is he never stopped taking shots. Yeah, huh. and he's pretty, and like for what it's worth, like, yeah, of course, like I'm gonna give Tiger a hard time because it's Tiger. But like Tiger's a, a, like a pretty damn good songwriter from the, from the standpoint of the ability, like you said, those songs are four years apart and that's just those three. Like mm. him being able to just constantly have a couple of records that just go like even this doja cat record that's out right now juicy like juicy it's mm-hmm. like when i hear a tiger song i'm like oh yeah he did it again <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's pretty much like how i look at tiger like he's probably gonna keep doing it if if young joe had the work ethic that tiger had then like young joe would probably be the biggest rapper in the world he just doesn't want to rap, I guess. But yeah. then would Young Dro stay... First of all, I'm offended that you said that. But It's the truth. <laughs> but would Young Dro be able to stay Young Dro if he was putting out as much shit as Tyga? Because, yes, those Hot 100 hits are a couple years apart, but Tyga, as Yo was saying, puts out a shit ton of tracks. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. Like, Spotify just made a This Is Tyga playlist yesterday. How like many we songs could, are on it? Like, at least... Three dozen. <laughs> That's a lot. I know it's stacked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, he has put out a lot of music. And maybe not to that, maybe not, I mean, I don't know if Young Joe needs to put out like 25 records every time it comes out, but mm-hmm. like at least put out, a <laughs> at least give yeah. us a, a once a year. Consistently. Or once year. Yeah, consistently putting out records. I feel like Joe will pop up with a record every three years. He could pop up with a record tomorrow. He could. We could leave this podcast, go outside, look on Twitter, and oh shit, Young Joe to put out some new shit, and it's jamming. Like, I'd be and so it wouldn't. Happy. I'd be happy as hell, and, yeah. I, and it wouldn't feel weird. It wouldn't feel out of pocket. It would just be like, yeah, this is what happens. Like, I would have betting on Young Joe. He had, yeah. he had the look, he had the sound, he had the style, he had the charisma. To me, especially coming up under Ti, he was like the perfect Southern rapper to introduce. And Tiger's from. 
Compton, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would never guess he's from Compton. Absolutely Nothing not. about Tiger has like regionality. He stays in strip clubs. He stays yeah, in parties. Much. Doesn't really matter where the party is at. Doesn't matter what kind of strip club it is. Tiger has a song for it. Mm-hmm. But like Dro Southern. He was, oh, yeah. he was Bankhead. Yeah. yeah. And you wanted that guy to be the one to really hold that torch. And he just, and it wasn't that he wasn't talented. He just, for whatever reason, wasn't putting on music. And I don't know what happened. Like, that's, that's going to be a story that I really want to read in, like, a couple of years. What really happened to Young Joe? Yeah, yeah, the real story. The, the real Young story. Young Joe, if you were listening Young right Dro. now, yeah. our house is open and available to Come you. Come sit down with us, because you could have been Tiger. Yeah. Like, on, on, on the greatest level. And a lot, I think a lot of people should look at Tiger's career and be like, I want to at least be the consistent guy. Right. Because he, he moves with the waves. Like, Tiger knew that Latino trap was about to pop. Mm-hmm. So that's why he has a A Macarena record or uh, the the major laser records he has and the YG records, Go Loco, like all these records. The J Balvin collabs. Yes. Yeah. And he has 476,000 monthly listeners from just Mexico City Which every is month. That's yeah. interesting. That's what I'm saying. Like he kind of pointed a target and the algorithm was in his favor. Right, right. I just saw an interview. Um, I think it was... It was Bootleg Kev and DJ Head uh, out of L.A. And I totally blanking on the artists they were interviewing, Mexican artists from L.A. And they were talking about the Tiger song. And basically the guy's point was like, you know. I Macarena or? They were talking about I Macarena. Okay. They were talking about I Macarena. And uh, there was another song before that, wasn't there? It wasn't Loco with YG. He's done a couple. They they did mention Loco in this conversation. But they were talking about that whole thing of like doing Mexican raps or doing Mexican trap raps. Yeah. And I guess like these guys weren't really feeling it to the extent of like if you if you were doing something a little bit more to pay homage, that's one thing. But like I guess they felt like, you know, motherfuckers running around in sombreros and shit. <laughs> and yeah. Like, you know, what the hell is going on here? Like is this mm. what we is this what we're doing? But like but to that end, I mean to the other side of it, like you he's getting People, people are listening. A million people in Mexico City who are listening to a jamming. So, well, yeah, because people who love Latin trap, they're usually finding it through streaming, mm-hmm. and so that's where a lot of this engagement takes place. Like they're deliberately sort of like seeking out this music. So when they see that somebody like a Taiga is engaging in that, they're like, "Oh, great!" Because this is something that they can actually embrace and like hold on to. Yeah, they're yes. not going to be able to hear this shit on radio a lot of the times. So. Well, I'm interested to see how that plays out for D Smoke because D Smoke does a lot of not even Spanish track. He'll just be rapping, but he'll just rap in Spanish for like four and a half bars mm-hmm. and then come out of it. And so I guess it'll be interesting to see how people react to that. If they react to that the same way that maybe some have reacted to the Tiger song. Because to, like, to his credit, Tiger, he gets how to weave in spaces. Because I feel like at a time when blogs were popping, he was dropping a bunch of mixtapes, mm-hmm. freestyling over everything. Mm-hmm. And then when it kind of moved toward like having records, he had all the singles. And now when it moves to uh, like Latin trap or, or, or music that had like Latin influence, he's already there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's collaborating too. Like that's the thing, it's not just Tiger doing songs, he collaborates with people that's out of like adjacent to that space or someone that can like elevate the record. Like I've been asking myself, does Tiger elevate records or is, does he like create the perfect setting mm-hmm. for everything to just work? 
Because mm-hmm. it's like even with Iggy, like Tiger kind of hit with Iggy when everyone hated Iggy. Right. Yeah. Right. You right. Know? It's like he can almost do a song with anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's not that like, oh, shit, like Tiger is going to like bring this artist back. But the record's going to jam. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? For sure. He's a record guy. He's going to make the record. And yeah. it's not really about him as much as the record. Yeah. I think from Raxity onward, Tiger really kind of proved that he was, I think malleable is the word yeah. that I'm toying around yeah. with because even when he's doing a track with Offset, it's like Offset has to tone down his voice slightly because of the way that Tiger raps, he tends to rap pretty stealthy to where even if you're like, if you're listening even the slightest bit closely to Tiger's lyrics, you learn that he's filthy. He's like a disgusting human <laughs> being. But the way that he approaches the record, like it's his smooth, vo- he keeps calm, his voice super low to where even. it's not quite background music, but it's like it's like if Hyphy, you know, has been I guess just like was made like completely sleek. Like this is I guess like the AirPods rendition of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so that I feel like every time I hear a Tiger song, it kind of just slips in the background. And then I have to like give myself a reality check, like, oh, that was a Tiger song. He's like, he's like a dolphin. A like, I dolphin. Feel, I feel like Tiger is. I saw Tiger songs are like smooth and hairless, and like through <laughs> <laughs> the water very easily, and just we glide along. We're just gonna ride and ride and ride. Yes, Tiger is a dolphin of hip hop. I like that metaphor better than the one that I was messing with <laughs> in my one head. That you were putting together. I said that he. I think. That he is a fashion nova of rap. Okay, I roll with that too. Nova Come on, rap. give it to me. What okay, you got? it's because just as Yo was talking about how he really sort of, sh- kind of recalibrated from kind of focusing on albums, which he still produces albums, but the greater emphasis is definitely on singles. Mm-hmm. It's that he's able to respond to a trend really quickly, and he has been able to thrive on the fact that he can just deliver output that satisfies our taste at that given moment really quickly. Mm. Cause with taste, taste being like this really surprise billboard top 10 hit, right? I think Rolling Stone reported that immediately after that, he delivered four more songs just like it by the exact same producer. This producer had worked on the Kodak Black ZZ record, but it didn't sound anything like what he did with Kodak Black. It sounded like exactly like the Tyga prototype. So Tyga's response to that success was like, great, you like this song? Let's let that go too, but let's also deliver four more songs just like it while you're into this in the moment. And I think that's why we are talking about his streaming records as of today. I mean, this I think there's definitely something to that. For sure. I mean, he's one of them dudes where, to me, all Tiger songs, whether he's collaborating with another artist like you were talking about or him, they sound like Tiger songs. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they all sound like he had the song and went to the artist and was like, I got something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead and just do what you're going to do on this. Mm-hmm. But like, I did this hook already <laughs> and I'll put a verse on the back end of it, but just have that. Like, they, he has that formula thing that right. works kind of for everybody. It's just. Yeah. It's just enough that you can kind of put it on any artist and it fits and you don't have to tailor it too much. And Right. It's not like the most generic thing in the entire world, but it is generically California. Like it could be Compton. It could be Calabasas. It could but be like you, you don't really know. San, yeah, it, right. Yeah, but you yeah. honestly have no freaking idea. You know, it's sunny. It's West Coast. But yeah, you don't know where right. on the West Coast this guy is. Right. 
And it's funny. I mean, I guess he is like a dolphin in Fashion Nova. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you didn't think you were going to say that. No, I did not. You woke up. I did not wake up thinking uh-huh. these things would be said together. Yeah. Here we are. It's funny. Tiger always gets diverse, too, from his features. It's not like they're like, yo, I'm not working with Tiger. Mm-hmm. Like, not because there's, there's some merit there. He's DJ Khaled in that way, too. Sure. Where Tiger has kind of positioned himself to be such a winner, even though he's like the loser. We kind of pick at Tiger. I've seen more jokes about Tiger than most artists. Oh, for but sure. He's so successful it's because I don't think he takes any of it seriously. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Tiger have a rant. I've never seen Tiger really like break down. He just continued churning out hits. And it's sort of funny that him and uh, Young Berg didn't get together and really go crazy because I feel like hit making makes the type of beats that That's Tiger a very interesting would point. be incredible over. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder those, do they have beef. I, f- I saw an old interview that said they did, and oh. I just laughed because I was like, "You guys are the same." Yeah, person. Right? Yeah, yeah. How, how do you two have these? Like, y'all should be the peas in the y'all should be kid and play. You're shouting. <laughs> You're shouting at a mirror. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Spider Man thing for real. It's, it's the whole like that is for sure them. Let's Photoshop that. But I, I did see an interview with Variety, which I was like, Variety talked to Tiger, which was just mind blowing. Yeah. But he talks about being an overbeliever. And how he got to where he was because he overbelieved Over-believer. himself. Yes, and I was like, "That's exactly what you did." Because I couldn't be Tiger. <laughs> I don't overbelieve enough <laughs> to, to, to continue push yourself in that kind of way. The way he does it, like shamelessly. Him and Khaled are shameless winners. Well, the, here's the thing I was gonna say when you when you brought that up: but is he better than Khaled? I feel like I feel like his longevity is crazier than Khaled's. Does he? But it's, no. But does it feel like he's better at putting together records that do a thing? That's a real soul searching. That's question. a really yeah. It, 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 I didn't, it didn't occur to me until you said that, but I'm like, damn. Like they're both mass producers of a very similar sound mm-hmm. or a very similar uh, lineup. I will say, Khaled has bigger hits. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger I mean, doesn't have a "All I Do Is Win." Right. That's you a know? fact. That's a, that's Tiger doesn't have what is Rhapsody ones. then. Oh, this is different. Rack City is, I don't like. Yeah, it's a hit. It's, it yeah. is a hit. It's undeniable. It is an undeniable a forever. It, it put mustard on the map. It put, it put yes. mustard on the map. The idea of saying like he did have the mustard be early. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he like, and he get he, along just fine because they're both chasing after that song sound yeah. for way long after that. Song. He's influential in that way too. Mm-hmm. He always, like you said, he catches the trend. He never creates the trend. I feel like he obviously put Mustard in a position where people can want that sound. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Mustard manifested all of this afterwards when he got YG and the Ty Dollars. But Tiger is just super, he's just quick, man. You know, he's He's, good at it. He's quicker than Khaled, I think. Khaled's going to make the big record, but Tiger's going to beat you to the, the trend. Tiger's will come out first. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, he don't have three out. Three out. By the time you get to that next one, the funniest thing to me is always watching. Like, I've watched Twitter squirm at least two or three times in recent memory behind a Tiger song. Like when it's good, like are you talking about? Like he caught a hit with Iggy. Like I'm watching people react to the song. Like, damn, that shit is kind of jamming though. Like that Jay Z, <laughs> yeah, like I'm yeah, ashamed yeah. of myself for liking this. Oh yeah, I'm this. ashamed of myself a little bit for liking this, sure. but like this song is jamming. Though. I'm not gonna hate. I'm just gonna let it be what it is. But then that resistance to just giving Tiger 
all of his is the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, it's true. And I wonder what the source of that actually is. Now, to be fair, like I haven't watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians, so I don't know how embarrassing he was yeah, on the, in I that space. Even. I feel like even if you don't watch him on TV, he's just naturally embarrassing. Somehow. Well, well he had, I, he, I think how. he's one of the people in like him, Nick Cannon, um, academics. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain people that just have the stigma, the overall perception of just being corny or being lame. And I think that regardless of how, I mean, not to say that academics is necessarily the same type of character as Tiger or. They're, they're in a but very you have, similar but boat. Again, yeah, you're in a similar boat of if people think that you're lame or people think that you're just generally corny, they will, I think they will always kind of keep people pulling back from saying whether you're dope or not or giving you all of yours. But mm-hmm. I mean, his lyrics are kind of corny. Yeah, Ty, no, he Ty, no, it's not Tiger unfair to call him some, corny at all. Some, some like, corny punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. say, he's kind of like a dirty old man. He he's, really is. Yeah. No, there was um, I was playing the title playlist earlier today, and it had um this gonna collaboration called Legendary, and at first it kind of sounded like whatever, like Tiger's being generically Tiger, Gunna's being generically Gunna, but then somehow it segs into an interlude where it sounds like a woman has like drawn a bath and is like running her hands through it. And she is like, oh yes, my legend, the legendary penis or something. And you're, I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, what? That was the only moment <laughs> like, in the entire playlist where I was just like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and that's here? because Tyga didn't say it in his Tyga ass voice. I feel like if Tyga uh, just said it, it would have just slipped it, by yeah, and I would yeah, not yeah, have yeah. thought anything of it. He does that though. He slips in these really weird snippets of samples that somehow pertain to sex. I feel there's another sample, I feel like a Dave Chappelle or something on the album. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> he does that. Yo, he's right. just so tired. I didn't realize that was a thing. I, I didn't know until today. Thing, his pitchfork review for one of those albums, like they highlight like yo, like he's a horny guy. He's so <laughs> yeah, horny. No, he's definitely like the Pornhub bars. <laughs> <laughs> like yes. that for sure is his thing. Like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. But oh. his search again, history is probably filthy. But again, it's because he's never like outwardly the guy. Like he's everything soothing when it comes to Tiger. Like if he was to yell like DJ Khaled, like we the best. Here's my peen. Then yeah. you know I think we'd be way more offended by his presence. Way more offended on record. It's pretty aggressive. Anyway. It's a pretty aggressive just, way I'm to, just saying. to yeah. <laughs> see. But that's the gist of most Tyga songs. Yeah. In all honesty. That is the jizz in most Tyga songs. Wow. Okay. So anyway. Look, <laughs> um, I want to bring this up because uh-huh. I, I saw it yesterday in, a, in an old interview from like 2008 where Tyga was asked where he got his name from. And he said that his mom used to say he looks like Tiger Woods <laughs> and it stuck <laughs> and I and I didn't know what to say <laughs> I never thought about it until like now that I'm picturing it like they I wouldn't mistake them for one another but I kind of see it a little bit they're both Blasian right they're like, both Blasian I feel like that's it right there but I've never seen them in the same room together that's I've never fair. seen their pictures next to each other I never even thought about it I never looked at Tiger and was like, wow. And Tiger here's the other thing. Yeah, no. Nah. If we were to invoke Dave Chappelle's racial draft, right? Mm-hmm. The Asians would absolutely leap at the chance to be able to claim Tiger Woods for their oh, team. Oh, for sure. Versus, I think in 2018, an outlet approached me to write about 
the year of Asian Americans just in music in general, mm. like highlight landmark albums, this, that, and the third, talk about the rise of 88 Rising. And um, I didn't get an answer to this question, but I was like, does Tyga count? Because <laughs> these wow. albums don't want to claim them. None of, I'm sorry, when it, if that in a racial a dress scenario, bold question. I, I we're not inclined to I claim them. you asking. I do. <laughs> Damn, so, wow. So, Tyga is how, like, the way MSNBC did Andrew Yang is the same way that... Oh, my God. Wow. That's... We got to clean up our act, America. We got <laughs> to clean up our act, man. We got to do better. We're way, timely, way so. better. Yeah. But, you know, Tyga is really, like, the last bastion of... I mean, God bless his mother, but, like, he's, like, the last bastion of terrible rap names. I feel like for the most part, the rap names that exist now, even though we can joke about like the Lil's and the Young's, most of the time the Lil's are just like, you can be a Lil, but it'll be something they got pretty the standard after that. To be able oh, to no, carry man. like a baby shit. Like when they say baby shit, it's like, yes, we believe them and we're with you 100%. Right. But like, I don't feel like. They think rap names are horrible. So many bad I mean, names. they're not. I mean, okay, they're not good, but yeah, I'm saying like Tiger, like. Tiger, <laughs> yeah. Like, is there another? Are there any other animal rappers? Um, Gorilla Zoe, I guess. But Gorilla <laughs> Zoe's not really like Gorilla's not like like Khaled a little bit calls more. himself Lion. He does call himself Lion. Snoop was Lion yeah. for a little while. Snoop Lion. Let's, let's, let's rewind. Gorilla Zoe was a horrible name. That's a horrible <laughs> okay, name. Let's put that on the record. That is a terrible name. Okay. How did that go? People, uh, I think well, we've let. I think hip hop embraces gorillas. Yeah. I think gorilla. I think the idea of being a gorilla, whether it's an actual it's gorilla fine. or like gorilla war, I feel like has been sure relatively. Like, is gonna not a bad rap name? No, gonna what? sound gonna the, like the gonna gonna like, a gonna. What like, the hell is a gonna gonna? <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell is that? Wait, the entire time you're arguing by just repeating the name back right. and forth. Yeah, like, really? Like, what is that? Like if I pulled a stick gunner. out of my dress and laid down everybody on this block, I'd be the gunner. <laughs> like, I'm the gunner. Like, it's self-explanatory. But gunner is not going to be the guy to do that. It's thugger thugger. I mean, okay, fine. That's what yeah, I'm thugger thugger would definitely be the Who calls himself a young thug who's going to be old one day? He's going to be old one day, but I don't think young don't thug is a it. bad rap Is he, he going to drop the young and just be thug? No, because of the way that Elton John still wears the oversized sunglasses and the sequined suits, young yeah, thug kinda, is going to say his young His name yeah. wasn't young Elton John. No, but I'm saying like Elton John basically still dresses the same. Facts. No, no, no. He doesn't dress like an old guy. He's Elton John. This is all fair. All I'm saying is when young is in your name, I'm expecting you to be young forever. When I you're mean, an old thug, we're going to calling you young thug still? Yeah. It's okay. It's like Neil Young. It's fine. Yeah, it's just, like it's, it's just, just, at this point, it's official. No, this, this is what got me blocked on Twitter by Rick Ross. Because I said, <laughs> now that Ross he's skinny. Well, he well, does? I was like, now that he's skinny, is he still considered the biggest boss? <laughs> and then I went to his account, I found out I was blocked. But see, I was going to follow up with like, is Fat Joe still Fat Joe if he's not fat? But see, this is, I just had a day. He right? had one of those. I just had a day. This is, the, is this the same day that you asked people on Twitter what the first skip on DS2 was? <laughs> yeah, it, was sounds, that like, the same it day? sounds like you were in the same ass? fugue state. <laughs> 
that you might have been when you were asking questions like that. I can see that maybe have been. No, no, you This was years ago. This was like three <laughs> years ago. <laughs> you're like, I've the always DS2, been this way. The DSC happened two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> which I, which, since that time, I've listened to that album top to bottom like three times, and I'm like, which one? No, DS2. Oh, And DS2. I'm like, no, there's no skip. There's skips no skip. No, immediately after y'all <laughs> left that day, after we discussed the tweet, Mike and I literally sat on that couch and we're like, let's listen to fucking DS2. Yeah. There was no skip. I didn't skip anything. I was enjoyed the entire album. I was in my car like, yeah. This, this is, is a fucking good yeah, album. This is really, I'm enjoying this. I'm having a good time. So no, there's no skips on DS2. Whoever's listening to this who might have been on the fence. On the fence about <laughs> whether or not, no, you're this wrong. Facts. I will say Tiger does not have an album with no skips. Like listening to him. Thank you for reporting. I've never heard a Tiger album. Never? No. Neither have I. Wow, y'all didn't do no research for this, huh? I no. listened to the single. No, 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 no. I did the most important research. Which which research was that? I researched his bio. I downloaded a singles playlist. I looked it up at Spotify and saw that Spotify literally just uploaded a singles playlist, which has me thinking that Spotify is the feds and are listening in on our conversations. They absolutely are. For and, sure. And then I realized that he was a fashion over a rap. And then I was like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> that's my t- That's effort. <laughs> you know what? That's journalism. That's, that's, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's effort. But you listened to albums. I tried. And? Yeah, I don't remember anything. You don't remember anything? Yeah, I listened to the one that Kanye posted, the executive produced. Gold? The one, yeah, the gold one. That was the one The one that looked the- like a ripoff of Watch the Throne? I was, yeah, I was going to say, he was like a pharaoh or something? Listen to that one. Okay. Nothing stuck. I uh, played the. Were there any Kanye beats on that album? Or no. Was it just like Yo, Mike Dean got, decided Mike Dean got a nice one on there though. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, the beats are fine. Okay. Tiger picks good beats, but I feel like rap wise, he just doesn't really do much. I play Legendary. I was like, well, this isn't Legendary. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Is it better than Grateful by DJ Khaled? Yo, low key. Mm. Yeah, I think Tiger. Tiger has a better ratio. Of winning records on his albums than Khaled because Khaled's albums really don't age that well. His singles age fine, but Khaled's yeah. albums very rarely age well. And like I said, Tiger doesn't have an album without any skips. But I will say, if you're a Tiger fan and you're looking for those records, he gives you an album of records. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like I don't really know a Tiger fan. I know people that like Tiger songs, but if you're a fan, he gives yeah. you a lot. And I think that really works in his favor because he's always feeding the streets. I will say this. I wonder, are, I went to one Tiger show before. Um, a friend of mine was managing what? it. Yeah, so a fr- a Those exist? Of, yeah, yeah. I was, I've never seen a flyer for like Tiger. And he did a show at Fox Theater. Um, a homie of mine was managing him at the time, and this was during Deuces. So the crowd, like I'm... I'm watching the show from from like behind the curtain, basically. And so you can kind of see out in the crowd, but it mostly looks like girls anywhere from age 19 to 12. 19 to 12? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, there oh. was there was there was some little girls in there, like 12, 13 year olds. How old in there. Okay. This is like deuces. So this is what, 2000? Oh. What venue are you at? Fox. Uh, Fox Theater. Yeah, Fox Theater. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is probably 2000, what was that? It must have been nine, nine ten, 10. Or okay. 10, 11, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Deuces time. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, they were in there going crazy. He ran through a set and they were in there losing their minds. Whoa. So being that that was eight, nine years ago or whatever, yeah. I wonder are those same like little girls and teenage girls still like devout We've grown Tiger, up Tiger fans? We yeah, love yeah, him. yeah. Because those kind of screams sound like emotional attachments. Like <laughs> that doesn't sound like something you give up very. The same way there's grown women right now who probably still like. Marky Mark and a Funky Bunch or yeah. like New sure. Kids on the Block then you're like sure. 55 but mm-hmm. you were you know 20 when they were whatever like that kind of shit I feel like it sticks with you so maybe there are some like real actual Tiger fans it, out there if you are please let us know please write us and let us know that you <laughs> add us on Twitter yes how you, you feel you, about you Tiger got, you gotta pin in perspective that Deuces was off the fan of the fan mixtape with Chris Brown yeah and Chris Brown has always been someone that had those devoted fans uh, yeah especially women and it's wild that tiger and chris brown really linked up after chris brown and rihanna yeah i was gonna say this is in the wake of the rihanna thing so Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of wild chris brown could work with anybody and the fact he picked tiger of all rappers well let's be clear he maybe he couldn't have worked with anybody. Yeah, maybe that maybe that's the very truth of it all. Maybe, maybe the truth of it is like this is a relationship by necessity because I'm a woman beater and you they think you're lame. So right. both of us are kind of pariahs in the situation right now. Like and they couldn't maybe. name the album that either. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't that doesn't really like ring off when no. you like it put it in double X. No, <laughs> it's not gonna look dope on no. the album. But cover, but they so. definitely made somehow the most of their collaborations together for sure. Because I think like four of those records charted on Billboard Top 200, like the AO record, Deuces. Uh, they got loyal together. Like Tiger and Chris Brown somehow continued to survive. His thing, other. yeah, man. I mean, I wouldn't say Chris Brown has nine lives, but Tiger, Tiger has nine. I don't, have you listened to AO and Loyal back to back? No, <laughs> they are the exact same song. Yeah, and I think Chris Brown is very much of the same artist. Um, in that, radio is eager to play him mm-hmm. because of this um, built-in fan base. But there is very little distinction between a record that Chris Brown released five years ago and one that Chris Brown is releasing in 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You. I agree. No, there was a, I forget the name of the song, but I watched a Chris Brown video. This must have been like early last year or something. And I'm watching the video and in my mind, I'm like, Chris Brown is in his 30s. Like, this is a very juvenile, like, mm very childish kind of video and I'm like it's not about the dancing it was just like it was at like a I don't know like a, a like a state fair it felt real oh, it was an after school special it basically. felt real after school uh, type and I was like what is going on here what is like I, I totally can envision the video without you even saying, like, playing it for me. Because I'm pretty sure Ray Schrimmer did the exact same video when they were, like, 18, 19. Right, yeah, Yo. to me it seemed like that's what, you, that's what like, or this is that should be a Justin Bieber video from, you know. When he was coming out with When Luda. he was coming when he out. When he was at the like, bowling alley with Drake and Ludacris and Usher and all of them, like, yeah, could have yeah, been from that, that same era. Right, like, that kind of time. I'm Chris Brown did not grow up. Yeah, no. I mean, I, he's probably a, maybe it's a little bit more grown now, but there's still a lot of like young. But young I, I still feel like the same thing with Tiger. Like, it's not fully. I'm like, I don't know if he's in his 30s, 
or like Tiger, late twenties. Uh, he should he, be. He's a late twenty it, rapper, but it, it doesn't feel like. Well, he's got to be because wasn't he like ten years older than Kylie Jenner? And Kylie, yeah. was, and Kylie was seventeen, yeah. eighteen. Yeah, so, yeah. And then so he has gotta, to. Be, yeah, yeah, he's already. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, he's got to be thirty-four, mm-hmm. thirty-five. <laughs> I mean, I think he's thirty-four. But that, I, I don't for, think I, that's a certain that You think, go ahead, go to the Google. We're going to find I, yeah. I didn't know if I realized it was a 10-year gap between him and Kylie. That's crazy. I think that's yeah, what it was. I could be that, totally wrong. But that's I why it was, was a big like deal. A, I remember when, it being a big deal. Because there, there was a weird YouTube compilation I found of like He'll be Kylie, 31 in November. That's okay. still gross. It's still gross. But he's yeah. not 34. I knew he wasn't 34. Yeah. That's but just, all the same, there was still like a discernible age gap to where... Um, there was a there was a YouTube compilation where that was like Kylie and Gi- Kylie and Tyga's best moments, and Ky- Tyga had pulled up to the club where Kylie was hanging out with Kris Jenner, and with like a brand new car with a bow on it and everything, and the paparazzi's like egging them on, being like, "Kiss her, she's legal now." <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right. And then the fact that there's like three generations of people in that, like Chris Jenner, Tyga, and Kylie are all hanging all out. All hang out at a club. <laughs> some LA shit. Yeah. yeah that's, 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 for LA shit. that's for sure some uh, LA shit. Uh, Man, he survived that. He did. Like, yeah. He's, I mean, listen. If this was 2020, he'd be canceled. For that type of stunt, I feel like people would be way he louder. Was, he was towing that line. He towed yeah, it. Yeah, he he took a lot of heat yeah, he took for a lot several of heat. years behind the Kylie thing. But again, but, you know, I, like uh, Drake even said, like, like your age, not your girl's age. Mm-hmm. When they got into that little spat, right? So even in house, you can see it was still a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. But Tiger never folded. No, I mean he he managed to listen. The day when the day comes that Trump fucks around. And like presses the nuclear code and just like blows us all to hell. The only things gonna be left is roaches and tiger <laughs> to make the roaches. To make- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They gonna be in the club, in the club, partying, <laughs> dancing their ass off to Rack City and Ao and fucking go deuces. loco, go loco. Yeah, they'll be in there doing the I Macarena. Taste, taste. I just want you to know. As much as this is funny, this is these hits is gonna ring off <laughs> yeah, yeah. during the end of the <laughs> world, <laughs> during the apocalypse. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he got his for the end of the world, and that's why he'll be here forever. Yeah, pretty much. That's what we've learned today. That's, that's what we, we learned, learned today. today. Tiger, is, Tiger will forever be with us, forever, forever with and ever, us. and ever and ever. Hope you guys are used to Tiger. Yeah. Pretty much. Wow. Okay. So you have been listening to the Something to Say podcast produced by Michael Saba out here in the SWATs. Um, we are able to do this podcast because of y'all's support. So if you're interested, head over to patreon.com slash something to say.